1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Okay, so there's a, a TV show that you uh, really liked uh, that was on in like the early 2000s. Um, and there's like a new show that's like taking from the same premise, but it's not like the exact same show. And you're watching both of them at once. And you want to talk about everything that's happening in them. But uh, no one wants to talk to you about Patrick? it. Patrick, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: What do you do What are are you doing a hot take right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's the beginning of an episode of Same Day Shipping. I thought we would do a hot take.
2: No, no, no. This is sorry. Uh I guess I I didn't explain it very well over text. Oh. This is and it was I thought you this is like your idea. We are actually um doing a promo before mm-hmm. an episode of our show. Welcome back to Roswell, where we talk about the original series Roswell and the reboot Roswell, New Mexico. Um, But we're just using the same day shipping slot. We don't have to do a same day shipping episode.
1: Sure. That makes sense as to why Ryan and your Ryan, why Kelly and Colin aren't here.
2: If you said why Ryan isn't here, I really would have to check
1: (laughs) on you. I would wear a mask
2: (laughs) and I would knock and stand back from your door, but I would have to check on you
1: oh we're all doing the best we can uh okay look when uh ryan you did the entirety of season one bringing different people on to like uh help out and talk about it i was on a couple times um but then when season two of uh roswell new mexico started uh is also when uh, the pandemic hit and we were all moved into our homes and told never to leave again so you you and i zeroed in on yep. uh, "Welcome Back to Roswell," and it's the whole season is just you and me.
2: Yeah, it's a t- it's a two
1: mm-hmm. but
3: for
2: a whole season.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, which is honestly, it was good for us to have some continuity yes. because the show is talking about two different shows that have characters with the same names and some of the same events, but some different events mm-hmm. in two different time periods with two different age groups of people. So. It was good that, like, you and I stayed the same throughout. <laughs>
1: that, this one thing can stay the same.
2: No, but it was a really fun season. And the show, uh, Rousla, New Mexico, I believe, if not today, then this weekend is on Netflix. So you could wa- listen to this episode along with watching the show if, you, um, if we intrigue you enough.
1: Yes, and so this episode that you are about to hear covers both uh, uh, season one, episode 14 of the original series, which is Blind Date, and uh, season two, episode one of the new series, which is called Stay.
2: Parenthetical. Parenthetical,
1: I missed you. (laughs) Because
2: that's one of the fun things about Roswell, New Mexico is all the songs, all the names of episodes are 90s songs.
1: Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else people need to know before they start listening to this?
2: I think there's nothing you need to know. I think you probably should be familiar with the concept of the show bones because we do. It comes up a lot. There's some bones talk, Um, but no, I think, I think if you like same day shipping and you like, uh, Especially, I mean, for me, it's me geek- geeking out about one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, um, and then also discovering uh, another show with you. So, like, it's re- I-, I think if you if you dig those dynamics of same day shipping, I think you would dig it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's got like elements of hell mouthy to it in that regard. Um and also look, are we gonna talk about Star Wars too much? Probably. Are we gonna talk about theme parks too much? Probably. Is it going to be like a uh not in real time exploration of you and I going crazy in quarantine? Absolutely.
2: But you know what, honestly, <laughs> if you've been wondering, hey, how are Patrick and Ryan doing in quarantine? <laughs> This is really your closest and most honest reflection of that that you can get because if yeah. you asked me, I wouldn't tell the full truth. No, but on this show, somehow it just oh comes out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and and we will be back with a regular episode of Same Day Shipping next week.
2: I don't know if we should say two relationships or
3: what Ooh. we should say
2: or mm. howdy partner. That doesn't even pay off for many hours. <laughs>
1: uh let's just do it the other way uh hey guys two Two relationships.
2: relationships roswell new mexico is back guys so that means another episode of welcome back to roswell this week we're going to be talking about blind date the 14th episode of the first season of roswell 1999 omg guys This is the one where Max gets drunk, in case you didn't remember. It's a delight. You also get the first performance of The Wits. Um, Maybe the last performance of The Wits, but definitely the notable performance of Alex Whitman's band, The Wits. As well as the season two premiere of Ross New Mexico, which was flipping crazy. It's so good. I can't wait. For you to hear what we have to say about it. Honestly, I can't wait to just keep talking about this show every week. I I love these shows, guys. I don't know. I hope that that comes clear. Um, Also, this season, uh, we have a special bonus. And that bonus is that our boy Patrick is going to be my co-host throughout the season. Um, It's going to be great to have someone week to week who's just as jazzed on these shows as me. So, uh, check it out. Okay, Um. would you like to be the first questioner or the second questioner? Uh,
1: I-, I will be the first questioner, if that's all right. Sure. Okay, Uh, what is the name of the original
3: singer in Alex's band?
2: Pam Conroy, that's not right, but that is a name that's been on this show before. <laughs> Uh, question
3: so they 2. Are,
1: they are Yeah, go.
2: Uh, who replaced this that singer for the Blind Date concert?
1: Well, that's got to be Maria.
2: Very nice.
1: What two enemies found a common bond in this episode?
2: They must be referring to Kyle and Max.
1: I would assume nope. romantic rivals.
2: Yes. Uh, number four. What was the name of Liz's blind date?
1: I believe his name is Doug Shello.
2: Very nice. Uh,
1: how many sips of alcohol did it take for Max to get drunk?
2: One small one. <laughs> we did it. Pop quiz. We did do
1: it, although although I don't know that we got the the first one right.
2: I think we definitely got it wrong and I don't from I don't it's not always easy to find the answers. Oh, here's what <laughs> her name is. Okay, Wendy Lovely.
1: Wendy Lovely I don't get how these questions can be like one one question is like tell me this minor detail mentioned in an offhand way. Uh, and like that's one and then another one is what two enemies found a common bond in this episode <laughs>
2: what is the like... B plot <laughs> is what yeah. that one is
1: name two enemies on this show
2: <laughs> yeah we don't especially right now on the show there's not a lot of enemies
1: no not a ton
2: <laughs> there's two Kyle, Kyle and Max <laughs> yeah I think they wanted I, here's my problem with it is I yeah. feel like they often with these questions the questions are not in order of difficulty
1: no because we were hit with the most difficult one first
2: yes and then maybe the one of the easiest one second because who replay of course maria that's again that's (laughs) that's one of the plots
1: that's the whole story
2: (laughs) that could have been in the description on hulu um but we've got more to talk about than just the choices by uh, Paul Ruddititz in the Roswell pop plays, because this is season two of Welcome Back to Roswell. And we're kicking off by talking about the episode um, from original Roswell called Blind Date. I'm yeah. one of your hosts, Ryan Mogi. Uh,
1: and I'm your second host. What? What? That what? Was? What? <laughs>
2: It's happened! We have a consistent second host! Patrick volunteered to go deep into Roswell every yes. week.
1: I'm here. I'm in, it. I'm in it for the long <laughs> haul.
2: I think it's just he wants you wanted to see more of that Jeep.
1: Uh, I mean, of course, I always want to see more of that Jeep. That Jeep is my reason for being. I didn't <laughs> know until I started watching the show about a year ago that I need more <laughs> of that Jeep in my life, but I oh, do. Man.
2: We both got so excited to see the Jeep when it
1: came on this we
2: episode
1: we did so because you know because we are under uh, quarantine conditions mm-hmm. uh we are we had to watch it separately but together like we're we're maintaining yeah and it,
2: it worked out yeah. like we could we had little commentaries mm-hmm. and we watched it in our separate locations um thank you hulu for allowing us to simultaneously stream yeah. but um,
1: yeah although so, like, I I don't know why we're not living in an age where like co-watching stuff is easier. It should be. It like, it, it should be second nature. If like, we should be able to have friends on Hulu, right? Like you should be mm-hmm. my friend on Hulu. And yep. then we should just be like, Oh yeah, we're watching it at the same time. And then even if we have to do like the voice chat part of it, like through something else, uh, just being able to time it exactly the same. And then we could like, Oh, comment on the same funny commercials that we're getting or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why that's easier.
2: That should be easier. I also just had a thought, and it's either the most obnoxious or the most fun. I should be able to record a video review of every episode of a thing I watch on Hulu. And then when you watch Hulu, you could choose whether or not to watch my little video response to episode three of High Fidelity.
1: Yes, totally. Because look look, 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 all these platforms want us rating and reviewing stuff anyway, right? Why can't yeah. they be hilarious little video reviews? It
2: would be amazing. All right, so I'll probably because they
1: screen them for content, and then like some poor soul is gonna have to watch them to make sure there's no child, uh, you know, sexual abuse in any of the video oh, reviews. Because <laughs> we live in a nightmare world.
2: We do live. All right, we live in the a world of dreams and nightmares. That's right. Like Liz in this episode, the dream of people randomly picking you to be on a blind date
1: okay so the entire premise of this episode <laughs> is strange um and yes. it is it is all kicked off by this uh radio dj who is very obviously an actual radio dj he's got it you know be, how right? we know
2: because he's got radio voice
1: Mm-hmm. and, and radio face
2: yeah and like it a reminds nice radio
1: bald spot in yeah. the back of his head too.
2: It's very Wayne's World too, mm-hmm. Um where you discover that what you imagine radio people to look like is not what their voices sound like.
1: No, not yes. Yes. This is correct.
2: Uh but you no, know, he's very excited about his current promotion that he's doing, where they are they ambush a teenage girl at her place of work. <laughs> And tell the world she's gonna go on a blind date, and
0: yeah. then
2: set her up. Not to get too far ahead, but to set her up then with a college student, which is also a little presumptuous.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a he's a freshman, so like, that's yeah. something.
2: <laughs> it is something, but I just feel like anyway, I, she is very mature for her age.
1: Yes, um, but also also like a college student and a high school student, like that's it. it it's a it's a strange pairing and like it is uh it's it's really just weird for the for the DJ to be like so invested in what's going on in a high school girl's romantic relationship like that's just yeah. it's just weird
2: but it's also funny it has a very to me it's the same like weird sense of humor as um the guy who runs the UFO center yeah sure or the um The couple that we saw last week who actually i think moved to roswell last week but we haven't (laughs) seen them since uh but like the couple who's super they're adults they're super obsessed with the convention scene like it's this weird energy that these adults in roswell have sometimes where they are wackier than the teen hijinks that we're supposed to be watching (laughs) this guy is he is Oh weirdo.
1: Here's the thing. You said that moved there last week, and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess episode thirteen <laughs> would have aired one week before this episode, <laughs> but it has been like eight months since I've even it. Thought has been about a <laughs> lot time. Remember
2: there's a big convention and yeah, Michael dressed awesome. like a wrestler mm-hmm. and yeah. Everyone was moving in slow motion. It was
1: weird. <laughs> This show really likes doing slow motion, like just slowing down regular film, like that they have not yes. filmed in slow motion.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of there's slow motion in this episode, both for romancy stuff
1: mm-hmm. and drunken dramatic stuff, mm-hmm.
2: and then for the big dramatic reveal at the end. But we don't have to get there yet.
1: No, no, no. Let, let's let's work our, let's work our way through it. So, okay. um the the DJ shows up, like you said, ambushes her at work. <laughs> um and like, i think when he first shows up he's got his whole posse with him then right yes so he's got like a whole production team way more than he's going to need for radio <laughs>
2: no there are multiple cameras both yeah. still photography and video is being taken at all times yeah there's a boom okay. mic later
1: so like the question is why isn't this like a reality like tv show like why isn't a tv show why is he expressly a radio dj
2: I was wondering about that. Like I cuz by this time reality TV like dating shows existed. Love Connection had been out for 20 years.
3: Yeah.
1: Studs
2: existed like uh, uh I mean yeah even, The Show Blind Date
1: Mhm and and like singled out and you know like it seems and maybe maybe like that's really like the crux of it is that um you know we're not in a place that like MTV would have been connected to right like we're not yeah. in uh, we're not in New York we're not in LA um we're in Roswell so it has to be someone that would have the same sort of sensibilities but located in a place as remote as Roswell New Mexico
2: Yeah and again to go back to like how the weirdness of this DJ guy he probably pitched this cuz he really wishes he was working in reality tv in a big city
1: oh that's but he, true that's but he was
2: like this is my show blind date
1: here's the thing he like he gets it done he finds like a pretty good guy
2: oh he finds a good guy he gets a concert with smash mouth or someone
1: how <laughs> what it, what Okay, we're not there yet, but it's, <laughs> okay, such, <sorry. laughs> it's such a shitty development that, like, the big band that they're teasing the whole the whole episode uh, simply doesn't show up.
2: How about the development? Right? And again, I'm jumping ahead to that end of that storyline, but they make a yeah. big deal that the record execs are there to see. Hey, guess what's the next time we see record execs? Third season, and they're unrelated to this. How do you build that whole plot? Then you have Maria perform and sound good.
1: Well, the the whole Maria story is strange because she she comes in like so confident. Right. And like Mm -hmm. obnoxiously confident, um, like changes everything and then like freaks out as soon as there's a crowd. Like, I thought she said that she sings karaoke like people watch karaoke, too. I just the whole thing. It just I don't know. It doesn't feel real to me.
2: None. This episode is a weird.
1: It's a weird one.
2: So okay, but to to take a few sips back. So not only that is Maria joining a band and taking over and all this stuff. She joins yeah. her best friend Alex's band.
3: Sort and they
1: acted like, his will.
2: <laughs> yeah, she forces her way into his band. He was looking for a professional uh, he puts up a sign in the, in uh, the outdoor school. cafeteria at the high right. school to find a professional singer.
1: So he, of course he's going to get applicants will be in high school <laughs> <laughs> or, or like the choir teacher, maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh, that would have been a funny twist. If Maria got bumped for the choir teacher.
1: That would have been great. Oh man. If but only. Maria, Maria shows up to the band practice with, Uh, she says, I'll bring my charts, which like, is you know musician parlance for i'm bringing sheet music or like Mm -hmm. you know uh written out music in some form or another but in like a rock or pop um like uh uh, ensemble you're almost certainly going to be just be giving people uh chords right like chords and lyrics um and like she's got actual legitimate sheet music (laughs) like they're gonna play a goddamn sonata together
2: But isn't that how Phil Collins writes all his songs?
3: I, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> There's no chords in Phil Collins.
3: It
1: just, yes. it rang false to me is what I. Yes. <laughs> what I
2: okay. What was your feeling? Cause you've been in bands. Not to reveal oh, yeah. you
1: your personal yeah, life. I have been in bands I was in. <laughs> I was in a lost band. Um mm-hmm. we only wrote and performed songs about the TV show Lost. We were called Sonic Weapon Fence and we were great. We're st- we're still yes. on Spotify. You can check it out.
2: Yeah, very good stuff. How did you Well, feel- sorry. It, with the, okay. it, it was a
1: question. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to gear up to cuz yes, it's unrealistic that she would show up with the sheet music. She was obviously not in I do feel like there's something fairly realistic with how the rest of the band is irritated with her and then yeah. kind of just shrugs. It's like, fine, we just want to play.
1: I <laughs> mean, I, I, do this. I do think that is the thing. Two, two things about that are, are, are true. Um, is that like when you have a band and like someone new comes in and starts like trying to call shots, uh, mm-hmm. no one, no one liked it, right? Um, right. Th- that that one thing is true, and it is obvious. But the other thing that is true, and maybe not obvious, is that when you're trying to put a- together a band in high school, truly no one wants to be in your band, right? Like <laughs> people will always say, like, "Oh yeah," or at least this is something that I experienced a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. playing bass in high school and college, people being like, "Oh yeah, we should start a band." It's just a thing that people say. No one actually wants to do it because it's a lot it of work it's Work. And it sucks <laughs> if you get gigs they're terrible <laughs> they sound <laughs> bad you sound bad you probably don't get paid like <laughs> it's, it is largely no fun being in bands oh no so that's all I mean, real it's, then it's it's fun from time to time so so yeah yeah it did feel real that they were like okay well whatever we got a singer here's someone who has agreed to sing with us
2: yes so
1: that's real
2: and then not only that it's not, it's gonna be they book the show she shows up late oh this was you said you bookmarked that we needed to talk about it did her atti- <laughs> she comes and she's like it's all about the attitude she shows up late to perform uh, right. for the audition.
1: And this and. this was triggering for me. Oh no! no. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, whenever you're in, and you know, we, we, you've experienced this too in like doing uh comedy, um, that like people want to adopt like a sort of like punk rock attitude, mm-hmm. uh, towards something like punctuality or attendance. Yeah. Uh, and it's like no, like we all decided to do this. Like, let's be punk on stage, or let's you know let's be rebellious in some other form but like let's be where we plan to be at the time we plan to be there <laughs> so the specific story relates to a sonic weapon fence performance mm-hmm. um we were playing at an art gallery in madison wisconsin um and madison i we uh, most of the band members were living in chicago at the time so this okay. is like it's not a super long drive but it's you know maybe like a four and a half five hour drive mm-hmm. Um, and it was in like February or March or something, so it was like snowy, and you know, like it was an ordeal to get there. Um, and you know, we uh, we are playing this show, and we had been put in touch with a, a band that just played songs, or we pre- we perceived it to be a band mm-hmm. <laughs> who just <Okay>. played songs, <laughs> just played songs about Seinfeld, and he was called the Soup Nazis, right? Okay um and so uh we're like okay great uh this'll this'll be fun you you, you want to open for us he mm-hmm. was gonna they're gonna play uh like three or four songs and then we were gonna play like an hour um okay perfect. and so you know after we get this set up it's like oh okay it's really just this one dude doug he comes with like a backing track and he sings these songs we're like okay weird but you know whatever yeah um th- this is what we're doing it's uh, a two tv themed bands in an art gallery this is what's happening yeah um and so you know with something like the show starts at eight o'clock and we're like okay uh uh, you know uh doug the door doors are going to open at seven and the show is going to start at eight um and so you know it's seven o'clock and we're there and we're setting up um and uh doug's not around doug's not uh calling or answering um texts or anything we're like well okay okay well you know maybe he's not coming like it is it is snowing like maybe it's too much for him to, to come out um and we get closer and closer to 8 o'clock. It's like 8.05. It's 8.10. Oh, it's, it's quarter after 8. And we're like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to have to, like, take the stage. So we play uh, maybe three songs when I see this dude come through the door. like What? I, I So I'm playing on stage. And I can see yeah. him walk through the front door of the venue. Um And, I, I, you know, like, he kind of, like, waves. And, like, I recognize that it's him. Uh, and so, like, we finished the song, and I'm like, hey, uh, the soup Nazis, uh, the soup Nazis are here. Um, yeah. And, and I was like, uh, on, you know, from the stage, because uh, I couldn't hold it in, was just like, hey, where were you? Uh, <laughs> and he goes, I thought we were on rock and roll time. No. Yep. I thought we were on rock and roll time.
2: I am filled with the rage of the Soup Nazi. I want to want to tell him no music for you. Yeah, no show for you. Forever.
1: Um, but I we, thought
2: we were on rock and roll time.
1: It's so obnoxious. Like, well, also, what are you talking oh. about? You're like one dude with a boom box. <laughs> like, what do you mean we're on rock and roll time? We're playing in an art gallery in Madison, Wisconsin.
3: Well, and did he think that you
2: you told him what time to be, like
3: yes, yes,
2: you it's not like you uh,
1: who uh, I don't know, I don't oh know, Oh my God, so we played half we... of that, and then he he played his three songs, and then oh, we and then nice we closed again. out, yeah,
2: I feel like I would just have stonewalled it, I think I would have tried to improvise a song right then about an asshole who talked about being on rock and roll time.
1: Here's the thing: If that had happened on Lost, we would have written a song about it. But it did not.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody. There were a lot of dicks on Lost. There None were. of them were that big of a dick.
1: They're all punctual.
2: Okay, let's not go too far. There is no way Sawyer has ever showed up for anything on time in his life. And maybe I, I, Lafleur, Le but not Le Sawyer. Lafleur
1: definitely keeps a tight schedule. I would guess that Charlie's late for stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, but he was also a drug addict. He's <laughs> got a lot going on. Great point. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about, my, we're not going to talk about your favorite show. We're going to talk about my favorite show.
3: <laughs> my bad, my bad.
2: <laughs> uh, Okay. So, no, no, I'm so glad I got to hear about, uh, I thought we were on Rock and Roll Time. I mean, it makes me very mad, but I can put it in the, <laughs> the hopper of things to just grind my gears.
1: Yeah, when you just want to be mad about something, that's that's a really good one. <laughs> rock and roll time.
2: And lately there's just not been enough for me, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got Maria and Alex. Alex is this is, I think, one of his bigger plots that he's ever gotten to have.
1: Yeah, um, I was actually surprised to see so much Alex, because like, I feel like every time I've been on the show previous, um, you've been like, no, Alex is, re- he's really a character, he's really on this show, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs>
2: Which is valid. Like, there's this plot. He gets more as we go, I -hmm. think. Um, Yeah, he gets to do more as the series continues. But, yeah, they didn't really know what to do with him. And then, right now, um, he is the only one who doesn't. And we talked about this on an episode of Same Day Shipping. But he's the only one who doesn't know the alien secret. Other than, I mean, Kyle doesn't either, but he doesn't know the alien secret, so he's also on the outs that way. It's yeah. very hard to be the human who doesn't know the secret.
1: No, um, and, and it's just in like there's no. It's one of those things that can only be justified on a TV show. That like, if you're if all of your friends were keeping one huge secret mm-hmm. from you, that it would be it would be the most hurtful thing when you found out.
2: It would be hurtful, and also. If you're teenagers too, I think you would just grow apart.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Like you would, which is okay, but you couldn't. That you can't do that with characters on a TV show. But like, you could just. Ha- it could just be like a um, you know, um a, a Millie from Freaks and Geeks situation. Sure. Just like, it, you know, we used to be friends. Um,
1: <laughs> that's your other other podcast.
2: I know. I know. I can't stop. Can't stop ones. I like too many things, and I talk about them.
1: Hey man, me too, me too, me too.
2: <laughs> okay, so that's so plot that's I think the C plot, but that's one of the plots. Yes. We have we have blind date music uh band thing mm-hmm. and then we have Kyle and Max on the streets. Yes. So Max is sad that Liz is going on a date, but he's kind of always sad when he's not. He's kind of always sad.
1: He's, yeah, uh, he's just kind of always sad. I mean, look at his sweaters. You can tell uh, he's always sad.
2: And you can tell, like, he doesn't have the kind of sweaters that have a hole in the thumb, but he definitely, like, grips it with his hand and, like, has worn through yes. part of the sweater with his thumb, his fingers, his fists of sadness. Um, but, <laughs> so he's laying in bed listening to one of many boomboxes. There are so many boomboxes
1: episode it's really it's an embarrassment of boom boxes and you and i were uh saying this before uh like while we were watching the episode mm-hmm. that we can't remember owning boom boxes that had that didn't have um cd players on them
2: yeah it's weird and none
1: of none of these did right no, they were all just they like the tape deck kind
2: radio and tape deck which i remember using a boom box like i'm not i'm old enough that i made mixtapes and I definitely yeah, you know. used the radio to record to a tape, so like I recognized, but i yeah, I always had right on top a little c d holder
1: right, and I was frequently taking the songs from that c d and putting them on a tape so I could listen to them in my car
2: exactly, or in someone else's car when I was a kid,
1: yeah absolutely, or
2: in my on my walkman, but they did have a walk- I wasn't always a discman kid, I had a walkman at a certain point, um. But yeah, that yeah. was weird. How many boomboxes to see? And also, it's just weird because boomboxes have really left our culture
1: to totally. a large extent. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all been replaced by like Bluetooth speakers,
2: right? But they're not as cool as boom boxes.
1: No, boomboxes. Some and some of these boomboxes are huge. Like yes, the, the they all take a lot. Bl- like, too big to carry on your shoulder. Yes.
2: They're also, like, notable boomboxes. The fact yes. that we will never see all these boomboxes again. Like, somebody had to go to a, a stereo store and buy a bunch of boomboxes and then return them when this episode was done shooting.
1: You want to know what my theory is? What's my that? theory is that the radio DJ guy, who, again, is obviously an actual radio DJ, um, <laughs> brought them from the studio.
2: Boom. You're right. That's what it is. That's how they got the A.B. stuff.
1: I think he also brought his own headphones, because in that scene where he's, like, interviewing Liz, mm-hmm. she's, she's wearing, um like, more, like, uh, they're, like, filming quality headphones. And oh. his are very obviously, like, real radio headphones. And he's wearing them with, like, the one ear on and one ear right. off. Like, he's wearing, I think, again, those are his headphones. From from the office, and they were this. like, "Can you bring some boomboxes?" And he was like, "No problem, I got a ton."
2: <laughs> Let me fill up the back of the jeep. Uh, no, I I think this is a great theory. Thanks. I I co-sign.
0: So um, okay, okay, but Kyle, so-
2: okay, so Max is sadly uh, listening to a boombox like he does everything, and then he hears the noise outside, and it's his enemy, Kyle who has drunkenly drove over to say hi.
1: Well, to, like, invite him to the concert?
2: Yes, he has tickets. He has extra tickets to the concert. Right. So he's trying to make up.
1: Kyle's not alone here, either. He's got, like, the rest of his boys.
2: Yeah, he's got a bunch of, like, jock guys in letterman jacket. So they're all like, let's go! And... And Max is like, uh, I'm a pass. And then Kyle's like, but we're all drunk. How are we gonna get there? We need a designated driver.
1: Um, and this is the beginning of uh, what what's uh the Kyle actor? What's what's the actor's name?
2: Nick Wexler, I think is how you pronounce it. This but
1: is Nick. the beginning of uh Nick Wexler uh acting drunk for half a goddamn hour on this show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he's not bad.
1: No, he's not like especially as far as like TV drunk goes. Yeah. Um he's largely believable, isn't mm-hmm. like crazy over the top. Um like Max is a little bit uh here and there where you're like, all right, you know, cool it, but also he's an alien, so like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, like kind of respectable drunk acting.
2: I honestly Kyle is an underdog who I, like, he comes through in this series as one, becomes one of my favorites. Yeah. The performances are pretty grounded, and they go to some interesting places with him. I was thinking about it, and because we have a little, and I'm not sure I'd go all the way to, like, calling it gay panic jokes, but there are, like, a a couple couple beats, and it's, like, weird. Uh Uh-huh. And it makes me wish, and the next show we'll watch at Roswell has openly gay and pan and bi characters, but, like, I wish that we could have just, I was like, oh, you know what? If Kyle was gay, that would have been a more interesting storyline for this. Like, especially because his relationship with, or if he was bi, like, if he was attracted to Max and that was part of his thing, that would have been interesting. That's not right. what they're doing. <laughs> but you I know. was like, that would have been more interesting than like, Max, you trying to come out to me? It's like, what? Is that yeah, a joke? Well, I, it's and, not then, a funny
1: and then Max Max's comeback of like, Oh, you really are a jackass where it's like, well, I, 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 all of this sucks, you know?
2: Yeah. And I I don't I think the show is of its time and blah 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 blah, right. blah But also it's just like it it's like why if you can't swim in the sea, don't wade into the water. Like, what are you doing? I mean,
1: the thing is, they're just they're just making jokes about it, right? Like, it, right, it's, but it's not the,
2: even like with punchline. Like, no, the, that's
1: true. It, I well, like, there's, there's like the half punchline later when the radio DJ is like, "Uh, we break into Liz's bedroom somehow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and we see we see Doug in the bed with another man."
2: Yeah, and then they hit it again. Another man.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: I. okay. I don't know.
1: Look, this episode is over 20 years old at this point.
2: It is over 20 years old. And I don't feel like, like, because it feels to me similar to some of the humor on the television show Friends. Yes. In that weird but that show I think went further and more ways that I like fully denounce and want to come like against. And this is just like show you could have been you could have been better then and I think if you were made now you would be better.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Well and as evidenced by the fact that the show is being made now and it is better in that regard. True,
2: that does help. Yeah. <laughs> it helps to know for sure. <laughs>
1: Makes the um, hypotheticals really easy when you have evidence.
2: Literally the same characters. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Kyle and the other show is by this yeah. season. These oh. are some fluid characters. I love it. I'm excited not... to get to it. I know. I know. Okay. So Max sips tiny bit of vodka and he gets way drunk from a sip of vodka. Apparently, alien physiology makes you super drunk from a little bit of alcohol
1: right and um, again i thought that kyle was roofing him
2: yes again that might have been more interesting like i mean not roofing him for
1: to take advantage of to him to take but advantage just, of it yeah. but
2: like it could have been roofing him so that he would t- you know my you know he could have been like my dad says this is how you get the truth out of people or something i don't know
1: yeah or but, even just even just to fuck with him like i think yeah. that would be cool too of like Oh yeah, you were like looking down on us for for drinking. Like I fucking roofied you, asshole. Like that even even <laughs> that's more interesting.
2: Yeah, they didn't go for they what they went for is Max. he draws a heart with his initials and Liz's initials and puts it on her on her balcony.
1: And Kyle evidently too fucked up to recognize that he did it without a can of paint.
2: Yep. And it's glowing.
1: So right. all these things are remarkable, you dumb. but not being remarked upon
2: nope uh he also uh he also makes pretty lights and he dances or s- stands with uh with Liz under the pretty lights mm-hmm. while the car alarms go off to show how he feels inside when he's with her.
1: Here's the thing, he also does my favorite alien magic ever, which is where he replaces uh in a photograph of Liz with her, her friends,
3: <laughs> he great. replaces
1: the other fa- the faces of the other people with his face
2: <laughs> I hope he didn't change it back I hope that she gets home after this crazy night <laughs> and, and like, just what? is like what
1: <laughs> It's wild. It is wild.
2: It's pretty great though.
3: Yeah. No, it's very the fun. The show
2: is goofy on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so except for the other storyline that we haven't really talked, there's not much to say about it. Matt Michael and Isabel burn some grass in, not in the fun way they literally light a rope on fire on top of some grass in the library parking lot in order to summon the fourth alien,
1: and someone, maybe the fourth alien maybe not mm-hmm. uh like, sees the signal later. But, like, they're disappointed, right, when, like, he doesn't show up immediately.
2: Yeah, they thought he was going to show up immediately, so they clean up, and then the mysterious figure in the trench coat shows up, lights everything on fire, takes a picture of the alien, Uh and puts it in the fire. So no one will see that there was a picture of the alien.
1: It's not clear what he's doing. (laughs) It is not. It's also not clear to me how they clean up.
2: They wave their hand,
1: and then and then all the grass is fine.
2: And then all the grass is fine. So now, but oh. now all the grass is going to be messed up.
1: Oh so yeah, maybe,
2: maybe they'll notice that, and then also see ashes, and they'll be like, "I bet the ashes were from a picture of us."
1: <laughs> well, the weird thing is, it's a, a picture of uh, Liz with two Maxes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael would be so pissed. Um, two maxes and no Michael.
1: I guess we did kind of um uh gloss over the uh blind date story like the, the A story, I guess.
2: Yes. Liz is on a date with this guy Doug. He's mm-hmm. a dud, but he's not a bad guy. He's just
1: Yeah, he's just not either of her two guys.
2: Right, and she's he's definitely in first date mode. Yes. And he kind of does a little of the, like, you're not like other girls thing to her, which I think does probably work on a good percentage of first dates. I find it to be a red flag. Right. When you're on a date with someone, they just can't wait to tell you about all the other women they don't like. And then it's like, is that, we gotta do that? Okay, cool, cool, cool. He hates that all the girls in his archaeology program are trying to achieve things. They all want to make discoveries. Ugh! <laughs> I got into archaeology to find out what other people discovered.
1: I wish I could meet a girl who just wanted to listen to me talk about Radiohead. <laughs> he's a college freshman, right?
2: He is, yeah. No, it was perfect.
1: Uh, um, the one cool thing that he does do, though, is that he, like, helps them get away from the radio station. Like, he can yes. sense either he's uncomfortable with it, or he mm-hmm. can sense that she's uncomfortable with it. Yes. I thought, I thought that was a, a pretty rad move where he's like, hoo, 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 and then, like, they get away.
2: No, yeah. He helps them escape. And then, he again, he wants a normal first date. He's like, let's just eat nachos or whatever he wants to eat. And they he's like, let's just talk and spend time together.
1: Um, um Where do they go? Do they, they, they go
2: to the crash down.
1: So he takes her to the uh-huh, restaurant to she her job. works in?
2: Uh-huh. That her parents own. So it's I, her house.
1: I cannot advise this course of action.
2: No, it was a bad move, especially to sit out in the dining room. Yes. Because cause there is, like, a back room, like a like a break room area, or her bedroom, where they eventually end up. But, like, yeah.
1: It's, it's- not... It's Ideal. not It's not romantic, and also, uh-uh. like, of course the radio station is going to find you then.
2: Yeah, it's the most obvious place. And there's big glass windows.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, maybe, maybe he's not the best archaeologist. If no. he was a better archaeologist, he would have had a better place for them to go.
2: Well, and he's only a freshman archaeology major. Great so point. he may not graduate an archaeology major. You may have to make some shifts.
1: I like the idea that an archaeologist is also good at finding restaurants.
2: (laughs) Undiscovered restaurants.
1: Hey, it's a pre-Yelp world, baby. (laughs) It
2: would be so funny if you got hired at, like, Eater LA, and at your first staff meeting, (laughs) like, Indiana Jones comes in. (laughs) It's like, I find the undiscovered. Oh, I mean, honestly, any job, cool. your first day of Indiana Jones shows up, it's a pretty good day.
1: Uh, Yes, unless he's in, like, professor mode. And even that's... Yeah, or that's if you're good.
2: a Nazi. Those are two bad <laughs> times to see Indiana well, Jones.
1: First day as a Nazi <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> it's really rough. Oh,
1: um,
2: but no, I don't think Doug will ever be Indiana Jones level
1: no i think that's a a pretty safe bet and then uh doug just kind of like fades off into the distance as uh it becomes clear that liz and max have stuff to work out and max like kind of spills his heart out uh being like here's here's we should run away together all i need in this in this world is you uh i can do all my crazy alien magic i don't care if anyone sees because it means we're in love whatever um and then when he sobers up later by kissing her, is the kissing what makes him sober up?
2: I think so. I think it's also, and the show hasn't, um, I think since the pilot hasn't really like been explicit about this, but the show will be more explicit as we go on. When they kiss, they are like sharing memories that they don't both. They're like giving each other memories okay. or visions or images. Sure, so, so they're, I think, like
1: sharing a mental state, maybe?
2: Yes, and so I think it's the visions, and in this one, um, I don't think we've seen it before. We may have, or it may be the one that uh, Michael was referencing, but we both see um, a bunch of uh, symbols that we've seen before, like alien symbols, and then we also yes. see um, a cluster of stars in the sky, a specific constellation. Mm that has significance in the show.
3: Is
1: it the same constellation that uh, they were burning the symbol under?
2: Yes, I believe so. All right. But that constellation becomes more... So I think it's the... Yes, I think it's the kiss, but I think it's the kiss triggers these flashes, and then I think the flash is cleared his mind. Is...
1: Well, so I read of
2: it as a person who's seen even, this episode twenty times. <laughs> right,
1: it's not even just clears his mind. It it it, it almost seems to like reset him, right? Because he's like, mm-hmm. I don't. I he doesn't even remember what he was saying when he was drunk. Yes. All right. It's
2: pretty sad. Yeah. For it's sad for Liz because I think because she, she is being because he broke up with her or he said they couldn't be together. She was accepting that. She's trying to move on. He shows up. She tries to help him. He pours his heart out. It's so romantic. He convinces her to, you know, give him a chance, or however you want to say it. And then he He is back.
3: Yeah, Yeah.
2: it it sucks to be Liz. (sighs) Yeah. So she wears so. Oh, we have to talk about the glitter. She wears a lot of glitter. It moves around her face like it has a mind of its own. It's great.
1: It's it's also it, uh it's alarming to see her like dressed up for a date.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: because her makeup is so much less dramatic than it normally is.
2: Yes, it's very like uh it she looks like an actual sixteen year old in nineteen ninety nine getting yes. ready for prom.
3: Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> so weird.
2: <laughs> it fit, no, I agree. Um where and then Maria is wearing weird chokers. Some of the, which were making you feel very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, the first choker that she's wearing felt like it was just too much resting like on I made me very aware of my own throat, you know? <laughs> like I'm I'm holding my throat right now it feels right. Darn <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, I
2: think they really wanted her to have the, like the the like pop star vibe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, this. W- 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 and then at, at the end, like she does have the pop star vibe. She sings a Phil mm-hmm. Collins song, um, and like seemingly does a pretty good job of it. But like that's just the end of the episode.
2: Yes, I mean, I think I don't know. I think I know that the actress, like during this show, had a record deal and had songs. So later in the series that actress's songs are on episodes. Or in show. Oh, in the okay. Show. Sure, okay. So I okay. think,
1: so I think like they I'm knew they Leighton had a talent. <laughs> like when Leighton Meester started putting out records, and they were like, well, she's gotta sing on Gossip Girl now.
2: Yes, that's yeah. what it's like. But I oh. I think they could've... I, I don't know why we didn't just have Maria be in Alex's band.
1: Uh, Yeah, this is a great question
2: and then and then when it's time to perform for this thing she says well let's do pop music like i, I don't know
1: yeah the the story as it is doesn't work but like <laughs> the pieces are all fine <laughs> like
2: and the payoff of her i mean this to me is not a landmark episode like it's a good episode but it's not one that i'm always like oh i can't wait to get to blind date but it's like the payoff is that she sings the phil collins song at the end so it's like you just have to get to that part She's got yeah. a pretty voice. Like she does have
1: a pretty voice, and it's a fun moment. That's a nice song. Yeah, um, I
2: mean, isn't it about a dead kid though, or dead bus full of kids?
1: Hmm, could be. I do not know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna look that up between uh between recordings. But okay, so we are left in the cliffhanger of trench coat guy. Yes. Um. But everything that we've talked about over the past 43 minutes is meaningless for the second half of this episode of the podcast.
1: Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to get back to Roswell, New Mexico.
2: Yay. Okay. Um, well, we'll do that in just a moment.
3: Okay.
1: Everything happened in that episode.
3: Oh, my God. It was crazy. uh, 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 uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, like, okay, so, okay. Ah,
1: sorry. (laughs) Okay, we're both broken. This episode broke
2: broke us. us. Okay, look, we can just start with where we left off last season and just, okay, so at the end of last season, Max has saved Rose's life. Uh-huh. He pulled her out of a pod and gave her life, and the, it drained him of his life force. So the last thing we saw was Max is dead.
1: Yes. And Rosa is alive.
2: And Rosa okay. is alive.
1: And that's, and like, we- the big... But I feel like... Okay, so that is such, like, a big kind of, uh, like, shift in what the show, like, fundamentally is. Mm-hmm. That, I feel like, Uh, we got a shift just as big, maybe a couple of them, in this episode. Like, episode one is as paradigm-shifting as the season finale of the previous season.
2: And I still have no idea what's next. No. Like, I mean, I have no idea.
1: I mean, it seems like we're going to pit sister against sister, uh, and -hmm. Rosa's going to, like, doubt herself the whole way. It's going to be awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. and, And Rosa, like, we had seen bits of her last season in flashbacks, and she was really likable. But now... That we're seeing her interact with more characters. I'm like, I love Rosa even
1: more. No, I'm
2: like, she's, I'm 100% in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, uh, real time sister dynamic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just want more of that.
2: Yes. Um, and I mean, she has to be the person doing the graffiti around town, right?
1: Uh,
3: maybe.
2: <laughs> I think she's the graffiti bandit. And I hope that that's how either her father or Maria find out. But that's. I, I, I thought that was the thing I cared most about this episode. and I even told you it was making me uncomfortable. Because yeah. we didn't deal with it at all. It's still not dealt with.
1: No, she's just secretly alive.
2: And Liz is like already, okay, so when we start it's only been a couple weeks, maybe a week. Um, yeah, and and she, Noah is having, they're having a funeral for Noah and Liz is planning her trip to drive to palo alto to start her next career move
1: right and the the way that like the information is doled out here is a a little strange and like a little disorienting Mm -hmm. um because like we see isabel like giving the the eulogy uh you know uh, where everyone in the crowd believes it's for noah but it's obviously she's giving a eulogy for max but at this point we don't we don't really know where they left things or, like, what mm-hmm. what they've told everyone else. Because, like, as I'm watching her do that, I'm, like, I'm under the assumption that they were, like, that they told everyone that both Max and Noah died. But instead, they're just like, no, oh, uh, I don't know, Max uh, went away. He's, <laughs> he's sending uh, <laughs> weird text messages, I guess.
2: Abrupt text abrupt messages abrupt. to his mother. Yes. <laughs> so I think that we're to believe Michael is writing them. I think
1: (laughs) that that tracks,
2: Um, but yeah. And so, but okay. Oh my God. There's so much to talk about because I could just spend 20 minutes probably just talking about how amazing Isabel's funeral outfit is for her husband.
1: Oh, she is morning in style. (laughs) I know. It's a sparkly, uh, curvy dress.
2: Yes. a, A fantastic chapeau on top she she looks great um oh man
1: okay we we were talking about it a little bit during uh the episode but like when she and liz have this like fight Mm -hmm. um was that a staged fight they like they knew they had to have so that people would be like ah okay yes max really did leave town uh, because they're fighting about it
2: i think so i think they had because so at the the reception, whatever you call it, the hangout after the funeral.
1: I think hangout is correct.
2: <laughs> the hangout. Um, at that, yes, there's the big fight. I think it is for Max's mom's perspective, Max's mom, and for the sheriff. I think it's to show, to because the sheriff is acting suspicious already.
1: Yeah. The thing is, Liz leaves that, like, their fake fight upset because she like talks to Michael in the parking lot uh and well, she, Michael like, knows Yeah, no, I, I know Michael knows, but like she still seems it, it seemed to me like she was rattled by the fight she just had with Isabel but maybe it's just like you get, you know, you're so thrown into uh like the make believe of it, you're using real emotion, so like you're upset anyway. Maybe I, that's Yes. Right.
2: I think that's what it was supposed to be. I think we were supposed to see that throughout the episode. Liz is not as able to control her emotions as she would like to be. She's pretty devastated about Max's death. Yes. Um, Which, I mean, it is one of those things where she is, uh, con- I think that was even the description on the uh, CW app, was like, Liz is torn between joy over Rose's life and <laughs> sorrow over Max's death. It's like, yeah, no, that's pretty much where she is. But it's like, you I don't know. I don't know if it's just that the darker emotions are always going to pull you under. But
1: mm, I mean, uh, <sighs> I I don't know. Like one of the things that I like about Liz is that even when she she's like stressed out or sad or whatever, that she like she had that whole sort of like a Liz Warren campaign ad speech at the end <laughs> of, of this thing, where I
2: kind of liked it.
1: I, lo- I I liked it too. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh And you know, so that like when she is uh, beaten down or like you know met with an impossible task, that she's just yeah. like she can buckle down and like turn that into focus. And mm-hmm. I think that's interesting to see that sort of juxtapose against Isabel who, like tries that she's like I've been training and I can break more plates I know um but like it's not going to be her magic powers that bring uh, max back it's gonna be uh you know Liz's either like stem cell research I don't know what exactly she was alluding to um or but like she's going to use science to bring it back
2: yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of one of Isabel's things, right? She has that connection with Max by being twins or whatever and that they, you know, like they are they are connected in alien ways. Right. But Liz, yeah, Liz can get things done. I mean, it was kind of pathetic. And Isabel is great. Like and the performance is great throughout the episode, but it's yes. pretty pathetic when she's breaking crystal and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring Max back by exploding him." What are you gonna do, Isabel?
1: (laughs) It does not seem like a one for one kind of thing.
2: No, because like her and her main power is not exploding things. I mean, I guess telekinesis. You can go different ways, but like her main power is mind control. So, uh, yeah, maybe she should work on controlling minds really well, and then she can wake Max up. But no, she's she's literally exploding stuff.
1: I. The funniest part of the episode for me was uh, Michael just, like, (laughs) shaking the glass out of his uh, (laughs) hat. (laughs) As if to be like, all right, well, this is pointless.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Michael's having an adventure in this episode. He shows up late to the funeral drunk.
1: (sighs) Just stumbling on in.
2: Just stumbling on in.
1: Boots and hat. Like, he don't give a shit.
2: He does. He's wearing a white t-shirt. Um, he does not care. He he's has a uh highball of whiskey, like throughout the episode wherever he w- is, he's got yes. a drink.
1: Highball of whiskey. Continuous.
2: Yes. Um Oh but he does have a little Alex we get some more Alex stuff with him.
1: So com- you, Yeah, you raised a question while we were watching.
2: And I'm still confused. Yeah. Because the last thing we saw, and I have rewatched the show twice since we recorded the podcast, so I'm I'm pretty you sure I know. saw this
1: you happen. Should know, yeah.
2: Um, and in the episode, Alex comes to Michael while sh- things are crazy, and Alex is like, we got to talk, and Michael's like, I'll meet you in the morning, we'll talk then. And it, and the way he says it isn't as dismissive as I'm even being. It's more like, you know, is like I'm, you know, you're my soulmate face. Oh yes we can talk in the morning and then in the morning he stands alex up and he has a working hand and he goes plays guitar and hangs out with maria now in this episode alex gives him a guitar which is kind of interesting because he doesn't even know he's off playing guitar with maria so it shows that he really knows what michael would do if he had a working hand but then <laughs> it does It does then, a
1: lot of foresight yeah
2: yeah he's like hey he does he likes guitar he hasn't been able to play it since my dad smashed his hand so then michael brings alex back the guitar and is like i don't want your guitar and he says and i think it's alex says yeah i told you i wanted to go be a guitar player and then i joined the air force maybe he's talking about back when they were teenagers like 10 years ago so but the way he says it is just confusing That
1: the way he says it feels like he's talking about right now, that, like, he was going to not go back to the Air Force and instead was going to, like, tour the country as a musician. What it sounded like.
2: Yes. When I didn't know that was even in the mix. And second from that, it doesn't necessarily, for me, fully track to why you gave your guitar.
1: Right. If you I didn't get plan, that if you reference. Plan on playing more guitar. Why are you giving your guitar away?
2: Yeah, I mean, except that he's your—you're you're in love with him, and a token of love.
1: Well, sure, and that's—that's that's all well and good. But then why? But then why be like, oh yeah, I—it doesn't. I there's something here we didn't understand.
2: <laughs> yeah, we missed something. Yeah. Uh, and we—I like I said, I've seen all the episodes, so I don't think it's something. Uh. Textual. I don't textual. It is something subtextual I missed. Okay, so but anyway, then the second we'll gift,
1: Michael. yeah,
2: he gives is a folder including a horrible beat up picture of his mom,
1: where she's uh, covering her breasts so that we can't, <laughs> so that so <laughs> <like, laughs> we can't, so see, we can't that. see them. <laughs> is what I was about to say. <laughs> but what I mean is, uh, like that's that's uh, she's like clinging on to like her last little bit of dignity. It's yes. like a gross thing that Alex is giving.
2: And there're bruises all over her face. Hmm. Like and I get okay, the sentiment of I I hacked into this this thing until I found your mother's file. I found all the information I could find about her. Here is the information about your mother. That is both a good token of friendship and like a nice thing to do for someone. To not warn them that the first thing when they open it, that they're going to see is an Robot. abused picture of their own mother.
1: Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like, cherry-pick that a little bit. Like, it's okay to redact some of this.
2: Sure, or just be like, before you look at it, I want you to know there's some things in there you may not want to see. Anything, yeah. but instead, the first thing you open, oh, okay. Cool. Thanks, Alex.
1: This is very upsetting.
2: <laughs> it, I mean, and Michael's upset. And essentially... Breaks up with Alex again. Mm-hmm. um,
1: And then goes to Maria's bar where he proceeds to just like pick fights with people and make well, out with randos. He,
2: he makes out with a rando. I, I think the picking of the fight was just kind of a fun bonus. Sure. Um, Here,
1: here's something that I thought was interesting. When they when they're talking about it afterwards, when Maria and Michael are talking about mm-hmm. it afterwards, she says, uh, you're just making out with a random. Just a random. Not a random mm-hmm. girl, and not a rando, but a random.
2: Are you questioning whether that is authentic slang?
1: I don't, the, the usage seems odd, is all I wanted to point out.
2: It is odd. I believe that it is, The first time that I heard that was from the movie Clueless.
1: But that feels like some old slang, then.
2: It might be old, but it could also just be different circles.
1: You know, also, maybe it's just coming back around.
2: It may be coming back around. But yes, it's not the first time I've heard random used as a noun. And I wonder if I used to say random, but I say rando now for sure.
1: I mean, if I'm referring to a person that we have like no specific affiliation with, that's definitely a random.
2: Right. But if you started saying random, I wouldn't be confused about what you meant.
1: All right. All right.
2: Just some random.
1: Yeah, I. It still feels like there's uh, another word needed there. I. I need. I need one more word <laughs> or one less letter.
2: All right. Well. Well. It's noted. Thank you. Um, and that fight is also like, because Liz has a lot of big plot moves. Michael's plot lines are really just about relationships and identifying where he's fucked up. Um, yeah. Because and yeah, yeah Maria's.
1: He's, he's not tied into the alien drama like at all, right? No, I mean
2: he's there at the end during the autopsy. Because by the way, this episode. Sister comes back to life, grieving the husband. Oh, grieving the, the dead brother. Oh, by the way, also, we're going to get to an alien autopsy.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: So good. Okay. Um, so, uh, well,
1: uh, what do we have to go back to here? We have to...
2: Um. Oh, well, okay. In this, this part, we could probably just do say it now, because... Nothing really happens on it, but Maria, Maria's mother shows up at the, uh, at the Wild Pony mm-hmm. uh, after Maria gets a call that we see on the screen. The caller ID for no reason to say that it's from the the nursing home.
1: Well, and not context only context
2: gives us that pretty right. clearly,
1: and also the the sequence of events is we see the on-screen graphic that announces it's an scene home calling, mm-hmm. um, and then the, we hear the telephone call, which made it obvious, and we didn't need to have that on-screen graphic, but then the substance of the call is uh, your mother has uh, escaped or walked away or something, and then she walks through the door. So we didn't right. need any part of the phone call. No. <laughs> we could just walk in through the door and be she like, Mom, w- you're supposed to be at blah, blah, blah.
2: 100%. Done. I think theoretically, and again, all of this could have been fixed in editing, or maybe, whatever, but, like, theoretically I think we're supposed to, it's supposed to mirror the end of the episode when she, when Maria again gets a phone call mm-hmm. from the home saying, your mother left, she's walking towards you, and Maria be like, oh, she'll be here in a second. But yeah. she won't. Because...
1: because
2: she's been disappeared, possibly abducted by aliens.
1: Right. We just see a white light and then her bracelet is like I think it's
2: much more likely that it's like uh military. I mm-hmm. mean, I still think she may have been abducted by aliens at some point. Sure. But I don't know that this show is gonna do beam me up Scotty stuff. I don't maybe.
1: You think you think that was the uh the Starship Enterprise that <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay. and she's like, Hey Scotty what's going on
1: he's like ah, beam you up
2: <laughs> no i just i don't know maybe the show will do that
1: uh yeah i mean it would also make sense because it does seem like the um there is some military operation happening sort of on like the fringes of stuff that mm-hmm. we're just starting to like get a clearer view of right because yeah um later when uh Kyle and Alex are trying to steal the body uh steal Noah's body so that they can um rip out his heart and jam it into max <laughs> um they uh you know they're intercepted or like they uh flint mm-hmm. gets there before them, and like he's obviously working with the air force trying like like they know more than we are led to believe right.
2: Well, we knew that, because Alex's dad ran a secret program right. that was all alien investigation. But, like, we were also led to believe that that program got shut down when the dad got shut down.
1: Right, but is maybe just... So do we think that Flint is, like, continuing that in, like, an official capacity, or does he just have, like, an axe grind?
2: I think he's doing it in an official capacity, but I, or I guess... To me, the question is, who is he getting orders from? Yes. And I feel like I bet we'll find out he's getting orders from somewhere. (laughs) That's my guess. (laughs) But maybe not.
1: (laughs) But if there's like a whole, you know, like Air Force X-Files thing going on in the background that we're only starting to see now, like, I think that's dope.
2: I think it is, too. And especially if it ties into what's going on with Maria's mom and other aliens or other things going on mm-hmm. historically. Cause like, yeah, these kids, people who grew up as aliens and once saved someone when he was in his thirties, that's interesting or whatever, but like, I want more. I want that. Yeah. I want like, what are the ships? When did they come? Who was on them? And that's the other thing that yes. I'm sure we talked about last season, but I'm going to bring it up again. Cause I feel like it's going to play into, the Noah of it all, but Noah kind of explicitly says like he was in steerage class or maybe even a um like he essentially says like he was uh he was in steerage, he was like poor, yeah, or a foot soldier I don't know how military i don't know how military the ship was, but
1: he but he's was, got a yeah. he's got a chip on his shoulder, yes,
2: and he was like not of the upper classes. Class. Yeah versus Max, Isabella and Michael were definitely in the you know the front of the snowpiercer train yes, to mix is. the metaphors. So I'm really interested to see how that is what that means well and, and what that could mean.
1: So like that that's one arm of like the mythological like thing that's happening and then there's also that Noah is contacting um Rosa, to Mm -hmm. be like, um, well, what is he even trying to communicate? Like, he's just trying to tell her that like something is going to happen, right? Or that like something is. Well,
2: Noah. Noah is saying things to her that he said, some of them at least. Saying to her that he said to Max. Right. So, but I'm still not sure that it's actually Noah in Rosa's head or if it's Max if that was how Max was trying to communicate to Rosa
1: Sure through, through Well those so, then, so then you know obviously like the the episode ends with Max being like you can't uh you can't let your sister bring me back to life I know um, <laughs> which, which is awesome um but like that also portends like if I do come back to life something bad happens right? Yes or like, yeah, yeah something
2: bad happens, or knowing how Max is someone like Isabel would be in danger, or Liz would be in danger- like yeah, it would be something bad happens, but what the worst things for him are I think anybody of his inner circle being in
1: danger, see, and what I'm guessing is that it is something uh like larger than that or more generalized than that, like if he comes back to life, not just are his like Family members going to be in danger, but like you know, maybe uh he's been serving as like a beacon, and like all the aliens can like find him then, and like you know, destroy mm-hmm. the planet and take their aliens back, or, or you know, something along totally. those lines. Like I think there's uh, catastrophic consequences to him com- coming back.
2: Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that turn was so good. It was fun to see Kyle and Alex work together a little bit. Um, very briefly steal the body um Um,
1: i i I think it's funny how um like cool kyle is in all of this where he's mm -hmm. like all right i don't don't know all right yeah we'll sneak your sister in oh she's here like he's surprised to see rosa but he's like okay we'll do all the tests we have to
2: i know and he just but he was he is ready to have like a brother sister conversation with her like immediately like he's like yeah i'm not gonna lose my chance to have a sister you're like what you thought she was dead 20 minutes ago. Everyone adjusts very quickly on the show.
1: It's okay to take a beat. Well, no, but it's not okay to take a beat because things keep happening. They keep moving along at a steady clip. When <laughs> when <laughs> Rosa sees the, uh, the van that Flint is driving yes. and is quickly like, that's probably them. <laughs> <And then you're laughs> it's steers, military fun. It's yeah, fine. just steers into the van. Oh my God, um, so good. I, it's so good, but it's also so fast, um, mm-hmm. and like moves right into that. Like we need, I, we need you to help us move a body. Um yep. Like it, it's all just very. Uh, it's all of the biggest, craziest things that would happen on any other TV show, just stacked right up against each other.
2: Well, and skipping the boor- boring parts because yeah. we don't actually see the the cars hit each other. We don't see Rosa and Liz climb out of the wreckage, or at, or no, we just cut to. Okay, you guys figured it out. They stole the body. So Here's what we do. Um, um
1: what what do you make of the uh revelation that the aliens bodies are like part organic, part technology?
2: I think it's interesting. It certainly does uh let Liz have her regenerative regenerative medicine dub like connect so t- closely. With yeah. her, uh, with her trying to save him, I think I like it. Not to get too spoilery, because now you will actually watch the, uh, the other uh, Roswell. Watch Earth, but yeah, but on the other Roswell, on the OG, he, uh, they were um like created. Okay. Um. So they had a purpose, but they were they were genetically modified in order to live on earth um and like they they are not in the pure alien form that they lived on their home planet yeah 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 they're on this like so so to me it made total sense um i mean it's very different than how the ones in the original were created but like it may be like oh well then they were probably like technologically hacked to become the beings that can survive on earth
1: yeah sure okay
2: but i I don't know if that's going to be true in this mythology but it that so it fell into place for me in that way um Uh, how did it feel for you
1: it felt surprising to me Mm -hmm. um but you know i i i like i I like it and if we can see more like when they showed the inside of noah's skin and it was Mm -hmm. like that like green iridescent like blowy stuff um like, that's just one of those moments where it, like, it, it all just feels like it works. You know, like, yes, yes, yes I love this. <laughs> Give me more <laughs> yeah. of this creepy stuff.
2: I feel like a lot of times in this pilot, they just, like, were like, what's the most interesting, cool thing we could do? Okay, let's do it. Um, yeah, correct. And we still get the beats of, like, we still get Liz sobbing in the shower because she's so, like, we still get emotional beats and we still get other things, but. And we still get a good Michael Alex meaty breakup scene again. But,
1: like,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, no, things are moving.
1: Well, and then we've, we have not yet discussed the stinger, which is that Isabel is pregnant.
2: Yeah, she is.
1: Or, I didn't see it. No, neither neither did I. But, like, is she just, like, regular pregnant, or is there, like, some... It's too
2: alien. It's too alien.
1: She it's can't be regular pregnant. She's got to be alien pregnant. She's
2: alien pregnant, at the very least, if not, like, da- unless she's, she could be pregnant with Noah.
1: Yeah, this is what I'm saying because she keeps saying yeah. that like she can't. He's always inside of her. Yeah, she
2: can't escape him.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep.
2: Which it's funny because when they showed us the ultrasound earlier in the episode, I was like, "That's interesting." That they used an ultrasound to figure that out. But I really, I let it slip out of my brain. Yeah. And then later they do a shot where you see the or- ultrasound in the foreground, and I said out loud, "I was like, what is that?"
1: Yeah, and I didn't you know.
2: know. <laughs> they had shown us the ultrasound. And then it was like, uh, like as soon as she picked up the ultrasound, it was like, oh, yeah, that's what we usually see ultrasounds get used for on television. Right.
1: Um, also, I don't know why, but it is unnerving to see someone apply the like ultrasound machine to their own belly. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but I'm just like, "No,
2: oh, there should be a doctor there. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pulse the wrong pulses. <laughs> um, yeah. That whole sequence, so the end of the episode is done to zombie.
3: Yeah, by the <laughs> cranberries
2: <laughs> By the crayberries. It's amazing. Um so we see so we get Max pleading uh pleading with Rosa to let him stay dead. Uh, right to stop Liz.
1: Liz explaining how she's uh, not going to let any man hold her down, <laughs> <laughs> which again I love this. I love I love yes. this moment. Um, um,
2: it was it was, uh, and it also really set because before if we had had a pre podcast conversation, yes, about like what do I expect from season two? I'd be like, okay, well we're gonna have to Liz is gonna have to figure out how to hide Rosa or figure out Rosa, and we're gonna have to. Get Max back to life. Um and I guess those things are still true.
1: But they're so much more complicated. There's
2: so that. much more complicated. and so much more interesting. Like the things I thought we were gonna see yeah, the show's better than that, so I'm <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Although it does seem like uh they're not really we're not too concerned with hiding Rosa, like yeah, we are, but it's not like a source of drama. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I hope it doesn't I mean, the fact that she's alive and her dad doesn't know I don't love that. And yeah. like I I, it, I it really made me uncomfortable. I hated that scene. It made me just mad. Um so I hope they figure that part out. And I don't and know again, how to do it.
1: I mean, this is just like what we were talking about in the episode of Roswell when, like, everyone else knows the secret and you don't. When Mm. you find out, it's only going to hurt.
2: Yep. But I guess the
1: flip side, Rosa would be back. So, like, it'll hurt. Yeah. So your daughter's alive.
2: Yeah. So you got that going for you. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. There's also the part where Liz kind of lets slip or says to Michael, I think, that Rosa doesn't know. That the whole town thinks she's a murderer.
3: <laughs> oh right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's also a part, like she I don't know what's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> well that's that's exciting, that's what we want from a show yeah. like this one. Mm-hmm. Um although we also do like it when our beautiful boys uh make out and that did not happen in this episode. No, there
2: was no beautiful boy makeouts, but they're coming.
1: I okay. Mean, all right.
2: We we did see him kiss a random. So that was something.
1: <laughs> Still feels weird to me.
2: <laughs> I'm going to try to make it. It's like fetch. I'm going to try to make it happen. Um Yeah, I mean all of the ideas introduced in this episode, I'm into it. Let's go. Um Yeah, I can't I I want to watch next week's episode right now.
1: Yeah, well I think we got to wait.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh well thank you so much for being on this journey with me.
1: I'm excited to go on this journey with you, Ryan.
2: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, I cannot remember how we end the show. Um mm.
1: I, if I recall correctly, you didn't have an ending to the show in the past.
2: I don't think we need to add one, but Yeah, I'm just I'm just really psyched. I'm feeling, I'm really jazzed up. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm just going to think of what I hope a season two includes.
1: Um, I also may not sleep tonight, but that could just be, you know, regular pandemic fears and negative thought spirals. Um, that sort of stuff is happening on the reg. but maybe You I know what? I will say,
2: this show, I don't think I thought about the pandemic the entire time we were watching Roswell, New Mexico.
1: No, you know what? Me neither, which is weird because as I'm watching everything else now, Mm -hmm. uh, when people are at a party or like they're out somewhere, I'm like, you're standing too close together. Someone's going to get sick.
2: When they're sharing a flask, Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, my God. Grown up Kyle is both hotter. No offense, young Kyle. But he is hotter and way smarter on the ball. Yeah.
3: Way smarter. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> this has been fun.
2: <laughs> Let's talk next week.
3: Perfect.
2: And welcome back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on. Yeah, uh, we're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.